conversation for business owners. This is Lorraine Ball. And I'm Sam Von Tobel. And today we're going to talk about how to lose customers. I don't really want to do that, Lorraine. You don't think that's a good idea? No, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Well, I don't think it's a good idea to lose customers either, but I have to tell you that I have seen some companies doing things that make me wonder if that wasn't their plan. Yeah, there was one in the news recently, wasn't there? Applebee's. You know, Applebee's Neighborhood Grill has a very comfortable place in the market, and they've been around since the 80s. Oh, yeah. I, I grew up eating there plenty. I'll bet you did. But as you got older and you were looking for a cool place to go on a Saturday night, do you go to Applebee's? Heck no. Yeah, see, that's the problem. And Applebee's in their marketing department thought, well... We're not getting our share of this new, young, hip, cool market, so let's revitalize our brand. Let's redecorate. Let's change our stores. Let's change our menu. And they just announced they're closing 135 stores, so we're going to say that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't seem to work out too well for them. And we've actually seen that with a couple other places, too. Um, JCPenney recently tried to go for a more upscale approach, and Irish Spring... Uh, kind of started tailoring more towards women, mm-hmm. uh, which was not really their demographic, and you see some you see some failures there as well. In each of those cases, in each of the examples, the, the Applebee's one, the J.C. Penney, and the Irish Spring when they tried to branch off and go after women, and that was a long time ago, the mistake was that they went running headlong after this new customer, and they confused or alienated their old customers. Yeah, in this in this day and age, going after millennials, you know, there's, it's such a large, influential demographic that a lot of companies kind of just go crazy obsessing about how they tap into that market. You know, if you're a company that's less than 15 years old, that's not really a big issue. You've had time to grow up and adapt in the internet age. But if you're an older company like Applebee's, tapping into that market is kind of hard and they just kind of lose their minds about it. The, the metaphor I used is when a 50-year-old divorcee goes into a singles bar, he or she does not fit in. Yeah, it's a tough sell. The challenge is that their old friends may not recognize them anymore. And suddenly, and this is what happened to Applebee's, their core customers didn't feel comfortable anymore. The decor was odd. The menu was different. Their old favorites weren't there. And so... I think companies really need to think about, yes, we want to go after this young demographic because our older customers are dying off, but how do we appeal to one without losing the other? Sometimes it's completely launching a different product line or a different brand, and sometimes you can stretch. And I think we did a really good job of that with Randall Beans. Yeah, Randall Beans uh, is one of our clients that, when they came to us, their target demographic was middle-aged, older women who buy their beans to, you know, cook for their family, and they really wanted to tap into a younger market. We sat down and we really thought, how do we reach this new group while keeping the old group intact? And uh, one of the the tactics that we went after was really introducing Randall Beans to Instagram. And and Facebook, because they didn't really have a Facebook uh, audience either when we first started. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the tactics we took was, you know, Introducing new recipes, uh, really making Randall Beans a more visual brand. And at the core of that, we started doing more with original recipes. It gave us great visual content, and 
as we were reaching out to younger consumers who didn't know how to cook, we had something that kind of brought them to the brand. Yeah, absolutely. So we had new exciting recipes for the foodies and at the same time keeping some of the down-home recipes for some of the older folks. One of the things that we also did is we updated the website and we've actually updated it twice. It's definitely younger, hipper design, but it's still easy to navigate. So we kind of kept their two audiences in mind. And in order to do this, in order to straddle that fence, you really have to step back and do some strategic work on defining who is your target customer and really look at is the new segment large enough to support the business. We actually have a worksheet that people can download that can step them through this process. Yeah, absolutely. And so if businesses are doing it, what are some of the things they need to think about if they're going to evaluate a a new market segment? Well, I think one of the most important things is, and this may be a no-brainer to some people, but it may be something other people don't think about, is really focus on advertising where your demographic is. If you're going after a younger audience, you know, cord cutters, I think I think I read a statistic, 25% of American homes don't have cable. And if you break it down to millennials, 30% don't have cable. So if you're thinking about putting on, a, you know, investing the money into a new cool TV ad or, or new radio ad, you know, that's not really where your market is. Um, you want to go more after, you know, podcasts. Maybe that's a different, that's a different, uh, <laughs> that's a different uh, conversation altogether as opposed to traditional radio. But online advertising, uh, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, not only can you get more bang for your buck, but you can really focus in on going after target demographics. Part of the, ch- the, the key is really to define who are we going after, what's important to them, and why are they going to care about this product. So, for example, I'm going to go back to the Irish Spring because they I have picked on them my entire career. <laughs> they were known as a deodorant soap. It was a very strong soap targeted at active men. And every commercial was always ended with the guy getting kissed by a woman. And the message was very clear. You smell good, you get the girl. Mm -hmm. And somebody thought, well, we should be selling to women. They gave the woman one line at the end of the commercial, and she was a, and I like it too. And you're laughing because, number one, she was so cheesy that women hated her. Mm -hmm. But number two... It changed the impression in their core customer's mind. Guys used it because it was going to be strong enough to get rid of their odors. Well, if it was okay for women, maybe it wasn't going to be as strong as they needed. And so not only did they not make the leap to the new market, they alienated the old. So as you're talking about picking different channels, if you're going after a new audience, it is entirely possible that you can create marketing messages just for that target customer. If Irish Spring had had the ability to just advertise on Wii Television, they might have gotten away with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's all about choosing your battles. And making sure that your market is big enough to sustain you. Now, the appeal with millennials is there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's almost as many as there were boomers. Hey, imagine that. <laughs> But just because there's a lot of them, they are an age bracket, but they are not one demographic. And number two, 
they may or may not care about your current product. You may not be able to tweak it. And that's what Applebee's discovered. Yeah, and that's another thing is they went really all in on this hip, sleek new look, organic kind of approach. And it's okay to embrace trends, but don't let the trends define you. Mm-hmm. If you really just put all your chips on the table and push in, you fall in the same trap we said Applebee's did. You know, you run the risk of not hitting that market and then not having anyone to fall back on. So it's okay to, you know, really think, is, does this new trend work for us? You know, should we incorporate this? Does it make sense for us? But you really have to evaluate whether it's worth it or not. They had done some things in the 90s when they started doing kind of like their Weight Watcher menus. They didn't make all of their food Weight Watchers, but they had low-calorie options. Mm -hmm. I think they could have been successful if they had added some of these organic products slowly. Because quite honestly, if your grandmother says to you, hey, let's go to lunch on Sunday, you might say, there's an Applebee's, let's go. And so you show up, and now there's an organic or a little bit more of a foodie option. Grandma still wants whatever she always gets on Sunday. But you try it, and you're like, wow, that was good. I might go back. If you are thinking about shifting your market, I think it can be tremendously powerful. I'm going to give you one example of a shift that Roundhead made. When we started our business 15 years ago, there was no Facebook. There was no LinkedIn. Most of our clients did not have websites. We were a traditional PR and marketing agency. And we printed a lot of postcards. We did a lot of direct mail. And this was our bread and butter. But we were paying attention and we saw the changes coming. We never told people we wouldn't do the traditional work. We just slowly started shifting our messaging to talk more and more about the new trends and the new opportunities. And today, that's what people think of when they think of Roundpeg. They think of digital marketing. They don't think about necessarily graphic. Sometimes people call and go, hey, I was thinking I wanted a trade show banner. Can you guys do that? We made that change gradually because we saw the opportunity and we started talking to groups who would embrace those new products and services. So you can be successful. If only Applebee's had you. You know, Applebee's, if you're interested, I am available for (laughs) consultation. Seriously, if you're thinking about adjusting your target, if you'd like to talk to us about it, we'd love to talk to you. And if you think you just want to work through the basics yourself, embedded in today's podcast description is a link to our target marketing workbook. Feel free to download it. There's no charge. So, I think that's kind of a wrap. What do you think? I think so, Lorraine. So, I think the biggest takeaway is don't alienate people. Don't alienate. Imagine that. Imagine that. If you you have customers, find ways to keep them coming back. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to look for us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks.